When practicing any type of self-development work, there comes a time when there is a need for reflection, a time to pause and check in with where we were and how far we've come to gauge whether or not our effort is yielding the desired results and whether any changes are needed. This is the space that we are in now and currently offering to others as we are now inviting those who have been utilizing this philosophy in their lives to come on as a guest and share their personal journeys with us. The trials and the tribulations, the challenges and the championships that they have earned in the energetic realm of their own minds. Now, on this second episode of this format, we invite Laurel into the third chair to share her personal journey utilizing this philosophy with us. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast and share your personal journey, please reach out to me or Alexander on Facebook or email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at wise-wise.com. We are looking forward to hearing many of the stories out there many who were inspired by utilizing philosophy to change parts of their lives for the better and in turn inspire us and many of you out there. We appreciate all of your energy and the continued sharing of our podcasts. And now let's journey with Laurel. Uncovering our authentic self through self-awareness, conscious communication, and emotional responsibility. Well, Alexander, another episode of somebody coming on and sharing their journey with us. I am loving this new format. And of course, the last few days, I've had a personal experience where I it brought me to tears, where I realized that my ripple of doing this work had rippled out onto somebody I know personally, and then they were telling me about how they're doing the work has helped their uh, family around them. Mm. And it was just a beautiful, beautiful thing to be able to realize uh, the two levels that's already rippled out in, you know, the three and a half, four years that I've been doing this work. So I just want to thank you and, mm. and thank Laurel, who's on today, for being into this type of work and, you know, just making the world a better place for all of us around. Uh, so thank you to you, Alexander, yeah, and Laurel, so and everybody who's going to join us on this Wise Wise podcast format. I'm just truly grateful and uh, so happy to share the stage with them. So, Laurel, thank you for coming on. I wanted you to come on and introduce yourself a little bit, maybe share your human design profile type uh, and your destiny cards with us. Sure. Hello, everyone. Um, I'm really honored to have this opportunity to share some of my experiences and let everyone know about this work and how it's changed my life. 
But first of all, I am a manifesting generator. I'm a, a, what you call a 5-1. Um, I've learned a lot about that, and it's really helped me understand my challenges, my tendencies, and also how I'm wonderful. Um, I have an open throat chakra, or not open, but it is activated. So having that, I've had to learn when to listen more and not talk as much. So I will um, try to give everyone ample time to, to share as we talk together. Um, I have uh, my, my destiny card is a nine of diamonds. And my planetary ruling is a jack of clubs. And I've understood a lot about how my life has moved and shaped based upon moving from my planetary ruling to my, my birth card as the nine of diamonds. And right now I'm in a very different place than I was in when I met Alexander and started doing this work a year over a year and a half ago. Um, so that's my type. Um, my incarnation cross is of individualism. And that really came home to me because I've always valued every person's unique gifts, talents, and skills that they bring to the table. And it did shape and help with my awareness of who I really am and why this has been in my core for so long. And I didn't true ha have true full awareness of it. Mm -hmm. So many things about learning my design um, why I can't handle risk and pressure like other people, why I don't openly express my emotions like other people, um, and why I have this overwhelming drive to do and I can withstand and go longer and harder than other people. And mm -hmm. it's not always in my best interest. <laughs> Well said, well said. Yes, and, and it is so uh, so great to have Laurel here. And I agree with Aaron that this is such an honor to to bring people on to share the both the successes and the struggles with this type of work. And we're 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 presenting this platform to be very real and vulnerable. And this is part of us extending and inviting other people in to share these stories. And so as Laurel was sharing with her 5-1 manifesting generator connection of the human design and her nine of diamonds and jack of clubs influences in the destiny card system, which is really a numerology system. Between these two systems, it really helps to confirm uh, certain aspects of ourselves, show maybe where we were more influenced by our family in a possible negative way, and give us the kind of the inspiration and the tools to truly develop our authentic selves and so with all of these aspects there are high sides and low sides of each of those aspects you know and we're going to talk about some of those as we go through uh through this time with laurel and one of them is you know the manifesting generator five one manifesting generators are really good at getting things done and making things happen the downside is sometimes they can have a tendency to rush things and skip steps and then have to come back. And the 5-1 aspect is fives can find it hard to speak their truth or if they speak it for it not to be taken very extreme. And so many times they hold stuff back until there's a, uh, a blow up moment, so to say, but they are 
great social people. They love to be connected to people, and so they're some of the the best uh, connectors that there are. And then the one aspect is uh, needing time alone and solitude and enjoying doing things alone. So that can be a challenge sometimes when we're in partnerships or in relationships. A one aspect, uh, you know, can really struggle sometimes to make sure that they get enough time alone to enjoy that other extreme of extreme social socialization. So, uh, so this is a great, uh, great chance to learn about different cards and different types as we've discussed Aaron and my types very, very much. And so, um, so what else would you like to share Laurel that you've kind of taken from, from some of this work and you've seen some of the, the changes in a beneficial direction? Well, one of my non my non self theme or the thing I struggle with the most is frustration. I don't usually cry out of I, I've found that I don't cry out of sadness, and it's I'm a sort of a delayed emotional responder, and I can recognize that now. So if there is a really challenging situation where someone needs help, we have to do it quick or something that would be really scary to other people, I just get right in there. We get it handled. And then 30 minutes, maybe an hour later, it hits me as, oh my gosh, I, that could have been really bad. And then I have my emo- an emotional reaction, like an emotional feeling from that. So in an example of when I was in a car accident, um, I was the driver. My mom was in the car with me. This was when we were heading to, I was thinking about going to Ohio State Veterinary School I'd worked late the night before, we had lunch, the sun was beating in the window, and I fell asleep at the wheel. And at that moment, when we were seeing the clouds and the car was going up, I told my mom, hang on, we're going to crash, the car's on fire. There, And when we finally landed and I ran over to her side of the car, I drug her out through the median. She could walk, but I, all my strength, I drug my mother. And it was un- maybe a 30-minute delay, and I realized, oh, my gosh, I almost killed my mom. Right. So knowing that about myself, then I know that in a crisis, I'm the person you want. Um, you want me there to get it done, but then you have to give me that, that alone time to then process it. Uh, yes, girl, so would you agree that sometimes people can just – take for granted that strength and just expect you to be that constantly all the time. And then they, they don't understand sometimes the breakdown. And I do need that time to really release that, let out everything that's been building while I've been the strong person. I need to be able to, to let that out in a safe space, whether that's by myself um, with someone else. And for that person to just, hold that presence and allow that to flow out of me. Um, And so as I've, you know, at the time when that accident occurred, when I was thinking about going on in college, I didn't know that that was me. You know, I didn't, I wasn't aware of that. Now I'm so aware of it that when something does happen, the people around me, because I've learned to inform as a five, I need to inform I need some time to process this, so give me um, 30 minutes of some alone time. Let me have my one, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll, I'll be back on, on level ground. So my intimate partner and this language, my intimate partner was also my spouse. He totally understands that now. Um, mm. And I used to judge him for the fact that he would be emotional early in that, early or immediately, or even before the thing occurred. And I was like, you just got to get your stuff together. And <laughs> you got to get your stuff together because you got to get through this. Then we can get emotional. But he was almost the reverse of me. Different processing. Yeah. Yeah. Neither one right or wrong, just different. And so in general, the biggest, the biggest takeaway from all the work that I've done with your help and assistance and through this philosophy has really been acceptance, that Mm. acceptance of others, acceptance that they may not have the drive centers or the engines um, in the design and having the awareness of their design, uh, I know that maybe I do need to be the wind beneath someone's wings to get them up off the couch, motivated to do something they've been saying they wanted to do and do it with them in partnership because perhaps they're not, they require another person join with them to make something happen. Um, yeah, so beautifully said. And that's how we, we feed off of each other. Um, Alexander, would you say that maybe the majority of people are very similar to Laurel where they can push everything down in a crisis and, and, and not have, or not be emotional during it. And, you know, I would say probably if that is the case that those people may not even be aware enough to, to emote and to get that energy out after they push it down afterwards in a healthy way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would agree that, you know, it's not that, the majority of people are designed that way, but that's the way that our culture has yeah, yeah. has pushed people to, to be. And some people, you know, thrive in that situation and some people falter. And the people that thrive many times are seen as a stronger person, as a better person. And it's just a very unfair, you know, assessment because we're not all designed the same and we can't handle the same kind of pressures. And just like Laurel was saying earlier, I don't know if anyone caught it, but, you know, she's not designed to take gambles, but she is designed to, like, take care of any type of emergency that happens. And so, see, there, there's just two completely different approaches to where there may be other people that would be willing to gamble with their last $100 that they have to their name, but wouldn't be able to show up at uh, an emergency to help somebody save their life or something. And, and once again, that's not a judgment on better or worse, but, but our culture has supported one specific way more. Yeah. It's funny. As you were saying that I was, uh, envisioning that sort of thing and that would, how that would create self judgment on for the, onto the person who couldn't show up. And we tend to judge everyone else by the way we react to, to energy in certain situations. Right. But we can also accept at the same time that everybody has a job and is trained to do certain things. So why can't we apply that Yeah, to how we're built uniquely? So, you know, you're not going to want um, a, a coder to show up when you need surgery. Right, right. And, <laughs> and yeah, you're right. I mean, that's the whole 
kind of analogy here is that uh, that taking that into relationships and understanding people and with Laurel saying that acceptance is one of the biggest things she's pulled. I mean, that's just that's possibly the biggest one. I happen to feel that acceptance is the very beginning of of change or healing. And it is a step that most people skip and they go into trying to fix things or changing people around them before acceptance even begins. And so I think, uh, you know, the way that that Laurel's described it so far is just, uh, you know, taking us down a beautiful path. I did want to ask you, Laurel, how you found Alexander. I think maybe we kind of skipped that at the beginning, but I I love the stories and I'm just always curious how people uh, end up (laughs) finding Alexander, you know, whether it was by random or whether there was like a sequence of events, you know, that you know, synchronicities that led you to this information? It's very interesting. And I have to give you a little bit of background, if you'll allow me, um, to sort of shape and color how, how it came to be. So if we go back into, say, 2017 and 2018, being now that you know my core essence of who I am, manifesting generator doer, likes to be in the action, likes to be doing, working with others, lots of others doing. Um, I was in a wonderful company, got a promotion and moved from a doer to an oversight of other doers. Um, And really uh, doing was not what I was supposed to accomplish. And I wasn't enjoying my work as much. And so as there was some changes, uh, restructuring, maybe didn't enjoy the people because I was sta- I was really staying for the people, the people, the relationships, watching other people grow and letting them see their, their individuality and really was enjoying the management side of it. If, if that was still going to be a one, a, a good place for me, some restructuring changed the, who I was working with. Then my father passed. Then I started getting uh, health issues around physical health issues and I've always been very conscious of nutrition and exercise and the physical body and uh, making sure I'm taking care of myself so I was I was letting that slide so I had emotional issues that hadn't been dealt with I had physical issues that I didn't know what to do about Um, and then of course relationship challenges fall right on top of that I thought if I worked harder and longer hours and I did more, somehow I could stick it out. I could survive. Mm. The reality is I kept getting these messages. And in my world, it's God. Other people, it's different things. Sometimes it's the universe because I don't want to blame God. So I blame the universe. (laughs) We'll go back to blame later. But I finally just gave up. I said, I need uh, every chance I get to, I want to, move forward, I get another reason, I get in some other message that says, you're not where you're supposed to be. You're not where you're supposed to be. Okay, I'll give you this. I'll give you some health issues. You're not where you're supposed to be. So I finally just breathe. I took a deep breath and I said, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to be? And I went to a yoga class. I was talking with someone. Alexander's name came up. Because I was finally being vulnerable and sharing with other people the fact that I'm not in a good place. I'm not as strong as I thought I was. I'm not, I need, I need some assistance. So his name came up. 
Then I was having lunch with a friend and she said, hey, can we run in here and get some essential oils? And I, there was someone that, was, that taught some things there that said, oh, Alexander Tuttle, you should, he, he did some classes here. Within one week, three separate occurrences, this man's name came up. And I said, the last person I said, I need a number and I need it now because I am now listening to the messages being sent to me. So I'm going to text this man immediately and I'm going to set up an appointment. And this is apparently what I'm supposed to do. So I'm going to do it right now. So it's just listening and instead of forcing and pushing, listening to the subtle messages that come to you and they they still come to me because I'm listening now and I'm, I'm, I have awareness of when they're coming to me. And I want to commend you for uh, listening to those because I think most, I, I keep saying most people, I don't know why I keep saying that, but people in general uh, just ex- or think that things just happen to us and that, you know, your health issues weren't a sign that you were doing anything. It was just like your luck of the draw. And, you know, that's not the case. If we want to be responsible for our sovereign being and, and you know, every, every state of it that's going on, if we, you know, bring in the five levels, right? Yeah, yeah. The physical, the mental, the emotional, the energetic, and the spiritual or religious. And, and this is, you know, once I connected with Laurel, we, you know, we began right away making many connections on these different levels of how all of these things throughout her life had accumulated all the way back from childhood and the environment there and the work environment and and helping to start to dissect like technically what was hers and what's not, like what she's taken on as like trainings. And so this is why it's so important to to work towards becoming that authentic self, but it can be it can be ugly. It can be not fun because we we literally are kind of remolding, you know, who we are, you know, what we're here to be and, you know, what we want to exemplify. And that's that's a process. And uh it's been a you know wonderful process with Laurel and she's of course expanded in many directions and um you know, I think I've seen a lot of ripples as, as Aaron was mentioning earlier. And, uh, so, so I thank you for that connection. It's been, it has been quite a, a journey and, and I'm honored to have been on this path, but you are truly a very, very different person at this point. I mean, your core is still the same, your core beauty, but how you just seem to approach things in a day-to-day manner. Uh, I can see that Jack of Clubs, uh, mind of yours and once again the the club suit is uh is mental uh mental mastery basically or the search for that and and clubs people many times the teachers so that's why uh, they can come across as overbearing sometimes or or always got an opinion but they're normally always trying to help and i happen to be a ten of clubs too so we share that so that, that's a beautiful uh part and one of the the bonuses of having Laurel on here was her ability to share and, and clubs many times really enjoy, you know, sharing this mental concept and then the, the physical realities of it. And uh, so that's one of the beautiful things about sharing it with the Jack of Clubs. And we can also bring in one of the pillars, uh, everyone can be your teacher, as Laurel was 
utilizing and not even knowing that it was a pillar before she had met you. She was listening to her, you know, the subtle energies and signals of her body and, and the events around her to help guide her back on a path. Many times it's a path that people have, you know, been on in the past and maybe life has just taken them away from it. So, um, so sometimes it's a lot of reconnecting and people saying, oh, I used to think a little bit more like this. And then some people it's completely, you know, new and original. And so uh, it's just wonderful to see, um, especially type A, we'll, we'll call those producers and, and people that really have a lot of drive, you know, even though Laurel is designed to be that, that's still an extreme in our culture. You can still overdo it. And to see that even when you're designed to do something uh, doesn't mean that you can still you don't have limits to how much you can do it. And and I like to that's when I bring up the seven year time frames and for everyone to look at if you've been doing something for seven years or longer, you know, consider that it's starting to uh, deteriorate rather than build and and to really watch those patterns in seven years. Laurel, is there something in your life that you have enhanced by utilizing this philosophy post, you know, learning about this and meeting Alexander and, and incorporating this all into your life? What haven't I enhanced? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's my personal relationship my, with my spouse has probably been a, it, it is a, it's been a daily practice, an opportunity to practice the philosophy every day. Um, because one of the things that Alexander says and, and has said in the past that you're matched with a, most of the time you're matched with the person that is going to challenge you the most to help you learn the most and to master some of these these techniques and the the most wonderful thing about it for me is that uh, he also has sought out Alexander for assistance and he knows his design he knows my design, which is even, you know, just as important. I know his. I know where I went wrong in the past where we had confrontation, and, and now our conversations are so different. It doesn't mean that we don't occasionally have a little blow up where his emotional uh, activated side um, has some, but then I can sit back and say, I see what this is for what it is. I see that we don't we we can practice, but we're not always perfect all the time. I'm not always perfect all the time, and so I I see that there needs to be some space in in this moment. And how do I remove myself so he can go through his emotional wave, and then we can come back together and we can have a really good conversation about it, like a really true conversation in a different language um, than we might have used in the past. Um, and no one goes away with any hurt feelings or any resentment or anything left over. If I can, I'm trying to explain that if I had an analogy. Well, it's easier to like, to yeah, not take things personal. Would you agree? Agree. And there's no residue. After the event and it's discussed, there's no residue. And that mm -hmm. is the most beautiful thing because you start from a clean plate again. Um, it's going to happen again, but every time we learn and we discuss and we, we get stronger and then, and, and we get back to that clean plate again. Um, right. 
And that's one of the main points of this philosophy is that uh, this becoming authentic self it is a process and, and relationships are an extension of that authentic self. And to understand and get that point across that it is a process. It isn't something that just gets fixed. Like, I mean, we can, and through this work, we acknowledge a lot of stuff that needs to be changed. But many times in relationships, especially, there'll be expectations created. Well, now that we know it, then you don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> but we've been doing it for, you know, for 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 or however many years. You don't just normally stop and make a change. It's a process of learning and retraining the subconscious and the conscious mind of how to approach things differently. And, uh, and I think that's the biggest frustration for lots of people is that they want to see the instant results. And although you can, especially when you're fortunate enough, such as yourself, to have your partner to be interested uh, authentically, I can say, uh, and willing to have these discussions because that is rare. There's a lot of women that are into this work and into development, but finding a male to partner with and be willing to use that language is is pretty rare and as you said it doesn't make everything perfect and it doesn't mean that that everything always goes the way that you want it to and but it does mean that you can get back to that center faster sooner and with more depth and more learned especially when both parties are are partaking in the language and learning not to take things so personally and that the majority of stuff that we're dealing with is on the energetic level, the energetic and the emotional level, and we put so much focus on the physical. And so bringing compassion, that's something that came to me when you were talking about, you know, if you guys get in a discussion and he gets emotional early, you know, that your tendency is to get emotional later, it can increase that compassion to go, well, he doesn't have to do it my way, um, so let me just kind of dig my heels in here and breathe through it and just allow him, you know, to get this off his chest and not listen so much to the words that's being used, but maybe go deeper and just listen to what's truly being expressed here instead of us getting so caught up in the word choice because when we get emotional, we use the harshest words typically that we can, but that's normally not what the person is truly attempting to communicate. And so I think you've done a, you know, a wonderful job, uh, you know, part of the nine of diamonds aspect that you carry in this is knowing, you know, when things of value is time to let go and or something isn't valuable anymore. And I think that was part of your original frustration with the corporate world is that you were being taken out of doing. And although that's a natural progression, you know, doers miss doing many times, and that, that next step isn't always in alignment for the highest good of that person. And so, um, so that that uh, most nines have a, a challenging lesson in that. My boys happen to be nine of hearts, and so theirs is you know knowing when relationships or it's time to let them go. And so, um, so my heart goes out to nines, but also endings are beginnings, and so. Nines can be some of the most exciting people when there's a beautiful beginning happening. And so um, so those aspects, you know, just kind of walk hand in hand. And we learn, especially in our partnerships, to, to utilize both the high sides and to respect and 
use compassion at those so-called low sides. And the, this is a very realistic way from my perception to approach relating with people is that we're dealing with more than most anybody understands. And we're constantly being influenced. And through these designs, we can help people understand exactly how they are being influenced. Laurel, how long were you guys together before uh, being introduced to Alexander and the Just Philosophy, and then how long has it been that you guys have both been working on it? Um, let's see. I would say uh, probably eight years, and then we've been working on it for the last year and a half. A okay, and could you go into, I don't know, some detail or metaphorically, you know, the difference between how you used to communicate during challenging times. It doesn't have to be even like a fight, but like you were saying, if there was an event where uh, somebody had to be there very strong initially, like any sort of thing that you want to share uh, where you can compare, because uh, I'm just curious, and I know people at home would be curious, um, any way that you can share the difference between the two. Well, I think... Um, it before before this work, it was a, a, a lack of communication, uh, sometimes even an inability to communicate around specific subjects. Um, specifically, money was always a challenge. Um, how much time I might have spent with family or he spent with other people or uh, trust, it, it was there. I mean, we, we love each other and we chose to get married and we trust each other. But I think that afterwards, there's um, understanding of, honey, I've talked all day. I've been around other people all day. Um, I need a little alone time. <clears throat> I'm not punishing you because I had a busy day around a lot of people. But if, if I could just have a couple hours, maybe you might enjoy some time with your brother this evening and then we can come maybe come back together and watch a show on television. Having that conversation instead of in my head wanting to be by myself and be without any people for just an hour in an empty house with just a dog. And, and yet that wasn't the circumstance. So I just had to stuff it and manage it and figure it out and and just somehow survive to get through to time to go to bed. And then I can get up the next morning and then do it all over again. Mm -hmm. So it's this communication of when somebody ha is in a place where they're not informing, they're not communicating. The other person assumes it's got something to do with them. And exactly. when, when he is in a place where he doesn't want to communicate and he wants to maybe go work in the shop or go do something by himself, I think, oh my gosh, what is it about me? What did I do? And the reality is with this, with this philosophy and, and this new way to consciously communicate, you inform. Honey, I've just had a lot on my mind today and I really, I just, I'm not going to be a very good uh, partner to you this evening. Can we just have some time, some space? Um, and, and nobody, neither party thinks that there's got anything to do with them. And that is a huge takeaway in, in this whole work. Yes, and see, when you say it, I mean, I hear people just sit back going, well, yeah, that sounds so so easy. Um, but it is, it's a process because when you can, 
when you can understand yourself and your partners or people around you deeper than like what they've shared with you um because people hide stuff uh they we've been taught to be so protective and this just helps to understand that deeper energetic level the emotional level even the mental it it brings out all of the levels so that you can truly see a person for who they are as a whole rather than just what they share with you and that's what begins many deeper conversations to reveal things of our past that do uh, direct or dictate the way that we see things in the present and so of course a bigger part of this philosophy is releasing those emotional traumas and you know stopping the subconscious from operating in a reactive way and working toward responding which response brings conscious communication reaction brings yelling arguing bickering so so see we we expend <laughs> i try to tell people we expend the same amount of energy um because sometimes people can say well doing this work is hard to like stop and consider what i'm about to say you know before i say it and i was like is it really harder than getting an argument with your spouse and it lasting three days is it really harder than that and then of course the more you practice it just the better you get at it and it's such a, a wonderful uh, opportunity to to have a guest on here that their partner has been interactive uh with this and to to hear the benefits of those languages because uh, you know i i remember from the beginning and, and to where you guys are now is just so different just because you have almost a a third neutral third party that you can go to and say hey remember this is like how i process things <laughs> i'm not just being hard to get along with this evening um and i think that can go so much deeper into relieving like we said earlier that that uh taking it personal yeah, that was such a beautiful example, and it's funny how humans can just complicate something so simple. Where, as you know, we feel that they may react because we're you know just don't feel like spending time with them. It's not them. It's just maybe we're just tired or like all energetic out from being around people all day. And I think our tendency is to just not want to communicate that and so you know even we can like act weird and it triggers them and it's just like it's just an energetic mess so i'm glad that she did uh, explain it the way that she did because it allows us to see what can happen when when even you know the makeup energetic makeup of how that other person is and and if you know that they're going to need space after being around people all day, then it's more accepted and, and you don't take it as personally as somebody who, you know, isn't doing this work. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's very important to see that, you know, her mate happens. I happen to know his profile and he doesn't carry that one. So see, he can be like the energizer bunny, especially where people are involved and really enjoy being around people. And, and I love seeing that part of him, that childlikeness come out. Uh, but at the same time, uh, three fives don't always want to like leave the party or the party to stop. And so that, that alone time can bring, you know, rejection. And so, 
see, we were able to work on the other side that, no, this isn't connected to rejection. It's connected to that she needs this energetically. And I happen to be a four one. So I know the one makeup very, very well. And I need more alone time than just about anybody on the planet. And that's what helps me to do what I do for others is the amount of alone time that I get. And so I'm very, it took me a long time to A, understand that, B, to practice it and to teach others around me how to make this just acceptable and then, you know, C, to be consistent with it long enough to where now in my life, everybody just expects it. And I think that that Laurel, uh, as she continues to, excuse me, develop and utilize this work, you know, she is seeing the relish, how to relish in that alone time and, and recharge. It's a recharging time. Laurel, if you could go back to past you, you know, we like to talk about the seven-year cycle. So previous to this, uh, this last seven years, or, you know, even if you want to talk about going back to you as a child, what advice, knowing what you know now with the philosophy, would you give past you? Uh, that's a, a challenging question. Because if you think about it, I am who I am today. It's all in divine order. And I am who I am today because of the experiences that I've had and the path that I've walked and whose path I crossed and the relationships that, I, that I've built over time. And as I was pondering this question earlier, I wouldn't change a thing. Um, I wouldn't change a thing about my path and how, where I am today. However, my path may not have been as rocky or as many stones in the road had I been able to not internalize things as much and be able to see those the what was speaking to me and and the signals the messages that were coming to me that i ignored because they didn't align with my wants or they didn't align with my drive to achieve something and perhaps i may have taken a different uh, path in the road or a different turn that might have made things a little smoother or may have flowed with the energy instead of fighting against it, you know, beating a square peg in a round hole for everything I was worth. Um, and, and not it, it, that acceptance and not judging, but really not taking things internally, um, understanding that uh, people around me, how they're reacting may have nothing to do with me. And it really has to do with whatever their, their, challenges at the moment and that I always assume every time someone's having a challenge in my presence it had something to do with me mm. and now I'm like wow what are they dealing with Ooh, that looks like a big problem or hey I'm good um, mm -hmm. can I help is there anything that I can say is there any way that would you want to talk about it how can I help instead of internalizing it to be about me yeah, I love that answer, and I may have to revise that question for future episodes because, um, I mean, I totally agree with you. Everything we've done up until this point has made us who we are, and and uh, that's why I, I rarely say that I regret something because it's kind of like you you would be a totally different person. You may not even know that you would regret it if you, you know, regret it. I think it. that Laurel said it right, that she could we can cause ourselves uh, more trouble and more obstacles than than needed but obviously they're needed to learn the lesson and 
So, Laurel, is there any um, any current thing that you're going through now that the Just Philosophy could help with uh, if you're open to sharing and discussing? Sure. Um, I met with Alexander a few weeks ago, and anytime I set up a meeting, everything's great, and I want to tell him how great things are, but then there's always something that will happen right before that or right after it that apparently something more I need to learn and a place that I need to grow. So I'm in a construction project um, at the farm. I have a farm and I've been building a new building um, and I've utilized my cards and my design. And I said, this is going to be a really good practice for me to not get frustrated. Everything is not going to be, it's not all going to go well. Contractors are going to have delays. Um, materials are going to be um, canceled or delayed and to really just breathe through that and to know that it's going to happen in the time that it's supposed to happen. And I continue to find that sometimes I have to set myself in a timeout because it's, you know, the sheetrock isn't there or the or it rains, the weather. I mean, you can't do, you can't change that. So I'm still having this challenge with the frustration of wanting to push to get it done um, and stepping back and, and trying to let it be what it's supposed to be when it's supposed to be um, and balancing that with what I've always thought I was really good at which was staying on task, being organized, putting things in chronological order, pushing through, um, motivating others to get things done. <laughs> and so how do I take the, that skill set that I've built that I was recognized for in my previous work in a company and back away from that to just sitting on the couch and saying, well, it'll get done when it's going to get done. <laughs> because it's, well, in, it's an internal struggle. It's it's really it is. It's and it's it's what we call it's real. It's it's a, it's a real struggle, and your design kind of lays that out because you do have that one to kind of sit back and allow things to happen, but that five is like that pusher to make things be created. And in a corporate type situation, you know that energy is very well utilized, but in normal life and relating it can be very very challenging so you know what i would like to suggest in that situation is realizing that you have an abundance of energy that can remain useful so i would like to suggest with people not just you but people with your similar drive or design to consider having a secondary thing like a hobby or something that is an ongoing project that doesn't necessarily get done like for me it's music or poetry I can always write new music, either a new song or add to an old song, but it could be pottery. It could be it could be whatever uh, someone has. But when we get in that frustration and we feel like we would normally just ride this person uh, to get this done, but we see that that isn't going to work. See, rather than just going and doing nothing, because many times what we'll do is we'll go spend that energy complaining to somebody, uh, talking about it, uh, venting our frustration. Instead of taking that energy and going and put, putting that into something else productive 
like that hobby and say if it's pottery then while you're making that pottery you're you're releasing that frustration into the pottery and into the fire and then maybe you bring some colors in and you cool it down and and you can do this dance with the energy but the main thing is to see that it's frustration is excess energy I like to call it is actually trying to push time which is impossible and so in that time out and and I say when we're pushing time, we need to put ourselves in a timeout. And in that timeout, to have something to uh, burn that energy off. For some people, it could be physical exercise. And frustration and anger is really burned off well through physical movement. So if that, if that creativity can involve that, which like playing music even does, I can throw on a strap and stand up and I can jump around and not just sit and play a, a simple song. I can play like a, a more heavy song or something that, that gets those emotions out. So, so that would be the main thing is in that time out to incorporate and see just taking a time out first is important to notice how uncomfortable we are with that energy. And then to go, no, I need to like, rather than just sitting on the couch brooding or getting on the phone with somebody I care about and telling them about it, I need to just go to this hobby and burn this energy off in a creative way and then be able to stand back from it a couple hours later and go, man, now I can see where that energy went rather than just normally, like I said, is through uh, conversation or uh, venting our displeasure of life rather than just working the energy out. And as somebody who knows frustration really well, um, I was also going to bring up the point that you said it, that you've said in the past that it is pushing time. But I did notice that Laurel said and talked about pushing other people to motivate them. And I thought that uh, she's talking about previously using her willpower to move things along and with time and and you know uh, using your farm as an example where there are a lot of different variables that are outside your control there's a lot of trust that has to come into play well said well said so yeah that balance that's that third chakra um you know trust and willpower and the corporate world works on that willpower so well and many times it's similar to people coming back from war that the real world just doesn't operate the way the military trains them. And corporate world is very, very similar, that people don't respond lovingly to being bossed around like they do, you know, in corporate because the structure is there, their livelihoods are there. So, so I know that you don't have a problem with being so, having such a wide range of creative out, uh, outlets. And I think that's the key is just having something that's, that's not production-oriented, to where you have to do it by a time frame, but that you just enjoy going to it and and working that energy out. Do you have anything that just popped up uh, right away that you'd like to share that's a possibility for that? Well, I love to hike and I go to Hanging Rock a lot. And I love to spend time with my dog. So it gives me my one time because I don't consider him uh, he doesn't really talk, so <laughs> yes, yes. so it's very peaceful and it's it's joyful for me, and I can definitely feel my muscles working and get out there. And even if you know it's overcast or whatever, the weather doesn't really matter. I can put a slicker on; I can still do it. So hiking, being in nature, um, that that's really one of my things that I enjoy doing. Nice, nice, and that does that physical movement really does help to burn that energy off and and i like to hold a visual that you're almost like burning a 
a, a funk off to get back to that uh, that beauty, that that appreciation of life, and that's what when you're in that hiking and in that movement to to visualize that of I need to burn this yuck off because I'm stuck in lack thinking, I'm stuck in feeling like things aren't moving along, um, and I'm forgetting the first pillar, the divine order, and it does no good for us to get upset. And it can actually push things further back because when we go barking at somebody that's a contractor for us, uh, like we did maybe back when they were our employee, uh, sometimes some contractors I know will just put things off the more that somebody tries to push them. So that's way energies can, you know, work in one area and then be uh, destructive in another. So, you know, just the fact that you're wise enough to see the difference and to work on it is, is amazing. And, you know, you've everything you've shared today has been has been amazing. Laurel, we're so grateful. In closing, is there any advice that you would give to others that are also on this self development journey and utilizing the just philosophy? I I am so appreciative and thankful for finding this this philosophy. It's changed my life. It's changed how I interact with others. It's changed how I see my family members, friends. It's it's such it's so wonderful. That, and, and being that I have the clubs, I want everyone else to learn it too. I want the uh, people to interact differently and the world to be a better place. And I think that the more, however, we can get this out there to the most number of people. Um, you know, everyone's not going to be ready for it or willing to absorb it or even mentally in a state where they, they're ready to receive. But however we can continue to spread this, we're, spread it out, get it out there, I'm 100% supportive and appreciative. Uh, thank you so much. You've, you've been amazing, as I knew that you would, and um, so informative. Uh, just, uh, I'm, I'm just uh, almost speechless. I'm in so much gratitude. Thank you. Thank you very much, Laurel. Thank you for having me. We appreciate your interest in self-growth, conscious communication, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 22 years in his private practice, professional environment, and private studies. The information discussed is intended for educational purposes only. It is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine. Just remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. As we continue sharing this information, there are also multiple ways to share and support this work. Gain access to our exclusive content, behind-the-scenes footage, and other products that assist you on your self-awareness journey by joining our patron team in exchange for a monetary donation by visiting wise-wise.com slash patron. That is w-i-s-e-w-h-y-s dot com slash p-a-t-r-e-o-n. Another way of support is by sharing this podcast with receptive individuals or even leaving a review on popular platforms such as iTunes or Facebook helps us introduce this work to others through the listener's words. 
We are also on most major social networks, so follow us along there or even join our Facebook group community. Continue your journey by visiting Alexander's website where you are able to book private consultations in person, by phone, or even Skype. Know thyself better with human design and destiny card reports and readings as mentioned in this podcast. View a calendar of his live performances and class schedule. Peruse his other products such as shirts, CDs, and the revolutionary VibroTune sound vibrational therapy tables that assist with subtle energy alignments. So grab that keyboard and go to thejustphilosophy.com for those goodies. That's T-H-E-J-U-S-T-P-H-I-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y.com. And if you love the touch of a soft shirt with a message that will warm your heart in resonation, then check out my company, Verity's Apparel, where I am a one-man band doing it all from design to physically printing the garment. It's sealing it all with a conscious touch. Just go to veritiesapparel.com, V-E-R-I-T-E-E-S-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. Thank you all for being a part of this journey with us.